Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Talking Braves podcast. My name is David Waters. And I'm Luke Harden. Welcome in everyone. We're glad you're here. We appreciate this it. An, this is another episode where we have a very special guest and we'll introduce him in just a second. You guys can see the title so you know exactly who it is. Uh, Matthew Kaminsky is going to be coming on the podcast with us. I uh, can't wait for that. Uh, he'll be joining us in just a moment. So we had the freeze come on the podcast just about a week and a half ago, and now we got the, another special guest. So hey, we're, hopefully we're, we'll we're, do, hopefully we'll do this uh, more this offseason. Yeah. We're trying to shoot them out. We're trying to, you know, get some people on here, get some, you know, hopefully that you guys enjoy as much as we enjoy um, recording them because this is really cool for both of us. I I think that we get to re- get to interview some of these guys that, you know, we all know. And I think it's really cool. So, mm-hmm. so before we get started, uh, we got a couple sponsors. One is at SeatGeek. Use promo code BRAVESNEWS on SeatGeek to get $20 off your first purchase. You can go to any concert. There's a lot of good concerts coming up in Atlanta. It doesn't have to be baseball. You could go see a college football game. College basketball started up. Um, of course, concerts, Broadway shows, uh, comedy shows, you name it. You can probably get on SeatGeek. Use promo code BRAVESNEWS, all on word, for $20 off your first purchase and then shout out to anchor our anchor. second sponsor and welcome back from break thank you to anchor for sponsoring this episode and if you would like to sponsor this episode everything you need to know to get in touch with us everything is in the description of this episode so here we, we appreciate are appreciate anchor we appreciate you anchor um here we are matthew kaminsky is with us how are you doing matthew well, thanks for having me on the show i'm i'm doing good you know it was uh it was a crazy month but it's not now it's starting to kind of calm down we appreciate you having have I'm coming on and joining us tonight. So glad to get things started. Sure. Happy Thanksgiving week as well to everyone. Yes. So hope everyone's having a very great Thanksgiving break so far. Um, except for me, I'm still at school. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be till tomorrow, and then I'll be heading home tomorrow night. So looking forward to that. So, um, so. We'll go ahead and get started. Luke, you want to get going with the first question we got for you? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So during the games, the type of music you perform covers many different genres. Um, What kind of music did you listen to growing up? Did you have a specific genre you listened to or was it just kind of everything? I think um, I had my phases of of different genres. So growing up, my... um, my dad liked to listen to the oldies station in the car. So there's a lot of kind of 60s oldies, like 50s and 60s, Chuck Berry and um, the Beach Boys, the Beatles and um, bands like that. And then um, I think right around middle school era or age, um, I started listening to a little bit. Um, and I'm kind of dating myself, but I was listening to the kind of the hair metal bands. So, uh, you know, let's well. It was after the, the time, but Led Zeppelin kind of came up on my radar and Kiss and um, Rush and uh, even some Metallica and uh, Motley Crue and stuff like that <laughs> kind of, uh, I guess, invaded my life for a couple of years. <laughs> um, and I still, you know, I still listen to Rush to this day. I still listen to Led Zeppelin. I still listen to some of those bands, even like Black Sabbath and Deep Purple and um, and then in high school, um, a lot of it was kind of classic rock type stuff. Uh, I even got into fish in high school. Um, and I still listen to a little bit of fish. And um, I guess uh, The Doors would be another band that I liked a lot. Um, so I had a kind of a wide variety of music growing up, which is a little bit different um, from what I listen to now. A lot of time, uh, right, right now, I listen to a lot of jazz music. So 
I'm, I consider myself a jazz musician and um, most of what I listen to in the car and um, even at home is jazz music. So awesome. would you say a, a jazz artist would be your, your favorite right now? Or do you have a, just a favorite one overall, a favorite band or a musician? Um, I would say the Beach Boys, actually. My love for the Beach Boys started when I was a kid, and I, it still keeps on going. So even though they're not putting out new records, or you know, they're, they're all close to 80 years old right now, they keep on reissuing different stuff. Um, so they actually had a reissue of um, different songs from the late 60s. Um, and there's always these documentaries that go on about Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. So, um, you know, that and some of my jazz artists are probably my favorites right now. Sweet. So we'll talk about the Braves here for a second. So congratulations. You're a World Series champion yourself. <laughs> and you, you were part of the parade as well. What was that like uh, being a part of the parade? Yeah, the parade, you know, they, they say that there was at least a million people out there, maybe even up to two million people. And and I could say that I've played for a million people now, which is <laughs> insane. I was actually in the back of a semi truck that had a flatbed on there. And uh, right next to me was a DJ that they hired for the event, um, Jam and John. And then behind us were the heavy hitters, so uh, all the percussionists. So thank God I had my my earplugs in because those guys they could hit the cymbals hard. <laughs> they they bring it. That's for sure. They do. Um, so throughout the uh, throughout the parade, we were kind of switching off. Um, it was between us two, and then Mark Owens is the in-game host, and he was kind of um, getting the crowd all pumped up and everything. Um, but through down through Atlanta, um, we were going maybe thirty-five miles per hour. <laughs> so much of the time I'm holding on to my keyboard. I brought a little keyboard with me because it started to shake and depending on how fast we were going. So I had to kind of hold on tight. Um, and then I would sometimes play, you know, take me out to the ball game and we are the champions. But then I would play along with the heavy hitters and with the DJ. So whatever they were playing, I would just kind of jam along with. So there were obviously a lot of videos that went viral in downtown Atlanta of people, the parades flying through downtown. <laughs> Did you feel like you were going that fast? We had the freeze on, um, believe or Nigel on last week, or I think it was last week. And he said, it really didn't feel like they were going that fast. Did you have that feeling that it really wasn't going that fast? Well, I knew it was, it was fast, but I've never been in a parade like that before. So I don't, I don't really know what the normal speed was <laughs> until people said that we were really fast. I'm like, Oh, well, we were, we were going fast, but it seemed like it was a normal parade. So Atlanta's new to this car, whole celebration. Imagine driving your car 30 miles per hour. It doesn't feel fast, right? Yeah. No. But if you're in the back of a flatbed truck, a semi, it feels kind of fast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, uh, I was there. I was at the parade. I was on Cobb Parkway. And uh, oh, cool. the parade was going at a pretty good speed for me, um, at least. It, I mean, there was one time where Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta, was just like stopped right in front of me for a couple of minutes to kind of stop for a second. Not really sure why, but um, it, it was a pretty good pace, I would say. Um, Cobb was definitely slower. Is is noticeably slower um, when we got to Cobb County. So what we did was we, we we did the first part of the parade in downtown and midtown. And then we drove actually on um, in a motorcade on 75 where they they stopped the connector. There was no other cars on our going north on 75, which I'll never see again. <laughs> and then um, and I was actually I was on the same bus as Brian Snitker, which was really cool. He's in the back of the bus. Um, and I was sitting actually behind Ed Mangum, who's the groundskeeper. And then we stopped by to have lunch at the um, what is it? The Cobb Energy Center. I think that's what it's called um so after we had lunch over there we had some chick-fil-a um it seemed considerably slower going through cop county maybe because the route was uh, shorter and going through um towards truest park um i guess you want to get more people by going a little bit slower but um you know i think both both areas definitely were were really cool because just the sea of people was, was amazing it really was i mean i got there well i go to college in birmingham alabama so i had to get up and go like early in the morning to even go 
So I was lucky enough to even get cl close, but I was actually just kind of exploring and I was lucky enough to get uh, front row basically on Cobb Parkway. Oh, so nice. they completely shut down Cobb Parkway. I was there with a couple friends of mine. So it yeah. was a fantastic time. So you saw me. I, I didn't know. I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> maybe you were on the other side of where I was standing because I didn't quite see you. I, I remember yeah. seeing the heavy hitters. I remember seeing Snicker, but yeah. Um, so I, I was in the front with the heavy hitters. I was on the, like going straight. I was on the right side, <coughs> um, but it was, yeah. it was really cool, you know, uh, just to, just to feel everything and, see how the confetti go up and then when once we got to surest park it was a sea of people like in the battery area there was insane people were like on top of it seemed like they were on top of like light posts or even like a um, these, <laughs> these electrical boxes these I boxes think, or... and stuff yeah <laughs> that was insane oh yeah i uh i wandered through the battery as well and it was just you couldn't even move <laughs> yeah um, i can only imagine because i went to game game five of the world series and i mean it was it was impossible to even get near the battery for the game much less the parade which was probably a lot more people than what the game was so i can only imagine how you know shoulder to shoulder people packed in crazy it was so i wish i could have been there but sadly i had school that day couldn't come uh, home. I think that would have been the ultimate excuse to get out of school. I know. I feel like that would have been. <laughs> so, oh, this is the next question. So, you are literally the only person who plays Oregon for the Atlanta Braves. You are literally that guy. Um, how did you even become the Braves organist? How did this even get started for you? It was really um, kind of stupid luck. You know, I um, I've been teaching organ piano and accordion since about 2001 and one of my adult students just happened to know the audio engineer at the braves and it was um the audio engineer's kind of i don't, I don't know a job but he was asking around to see if anyone would be interested um so i happened to just know the right person and within within me even finding out that there was even a job available um my my future boss actually called me like within an hour of me even finding finding out like without even me thinking about whether you know it'd be something i was interested in you know um and my boss called me up and you know just kind of started the chain events that was in 2009 and then um my audition was two spring training games so at at turner field they used to have, actually have spring training games there well one or two every year um, I don't think they've been doing that at Truist. Maybe they they sometimes have that futures game where it's like a, a Gwinnett Stripers versus <laughs> Braves or whatever. Um, so uh, so the two uh, spring training games were my kind of audition, and they really just kind of wanted to be to see if I would handle direction while playing. So at Turner Field, I was actually in a whole separate room. I was actually in the press box behind reporters. And um, since I was on headset, they wanted to know whether I could, like, you know, respond to them talking while I was playing. So if I played something and they wanted me to stop in five seconds, they would say five, four, three, two, one. So I, I have to kind of be able to respond to all these cues while, while the game is going on. And now that I've been there for 13 seasons, I know kind of how long everything should go and I know when to stop. and. Um, it's a lot easier now just from experience. So do you come up with the walk-up songs or does somebody like when you do like walk-up songs for either, you know, the other, the other teams, like I know I was at, we were, I think me and um, David were at the, one of the Reds games and I think it was Kyle Farmer and you played um, Old McDonald, Old McDonald and yeah. do you come up with that stuff or does somebody like, you guys get together as a group and like come up with that well i start off um my wife and i will kind of start off um looking at the roster and i what i do is well, i look at the lineup that they chose maybe the series before so if the reds had played say the cubs the game before i look on twitter to see who started so instead of looking at the whole entire lineup 
I look at who's the potential starters are. And then my wife and I will kind of look through it and see what songs we would come up with. But really it's once I start posting on Twitter, that's when everyone chimes in. Um, and I would say maybe 70% of what I choose is from Twitter followers. So um, for me, it's just about picking the songs that would work best on the organ. Instead of me choosing all the songs, I choose which ones work best. And sometimes um, it takes me a couple of tries for it to make sound good on the organ. Sometimes songs just don't come through as well. One of my favorite ones, I think, um, obviously you had, well, I have a couple favorites. Um, one was Reese McGuire and you played Beat It. I'm <laughs> not going to go into that whole thing. Um, but I liked during the World Series, it was for Alex Bregman. Once he got moved down the lineup, you played free falling for him. <laughs> um, yeah, that one, that one, people got angry about that one. Like I, Oh, I loved it. You know, he went from, I want to say second in the lineup to seventh, maybe, or maybe he was third to seventh. So that one, um, I thought that was like just kind of a, a little funny thing, but Astros fans got really mad. And then Sports <laughs> Illustrated wrote something about it. And Sports <laughs> Illustrated said that I immediately regretted it. And I tweeted to them, I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> No one asked me that. if I regretted it, and no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, you got to poke a little it. bit of fun at the Astros after everything that happened. You got to, I mean, got to have a little fun yeah. with it. Yeah. And then you play these, like, menacing songs for, like, Carlos Correa and <laughs> that kind of stuff. I, I absolutely love it. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, yeah, you know, I um, to me, it's just having fun. I, I don't really... <laughs> um, I don't consider myself um, to be mean spirited. So to me, it's, you know, um, just having fun with people rather than um, making fun of someone. And there is a, there's definitely a fine line between that. But, um, you know, hopefully I'm not too mean spirited with most of what I do. So we'll just jump straight into the next question here. Um, so what has been your favorite memory ever as the Braves organist? Well, you know, of, of course, this year with, with the World Series. But do you guys remember Brooks Conrad? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course we do. So I want to say, was it against the Reds? Um, there's that one game where Brooks Conrad hit a walk-off grand, grand slam. Grand slam. Grand slam, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a day game, too. There weren't many people at the game. I remember that. Mm -hmm. That goes next. Field what's that that goes nicks at, at the wall he's or yeah. I, I remember brooks conrad thought that lance nicks had caught the ball and went back for <laughs> everybody thought he caught it and then he's like oh. yeah well that was just so improbable I, I don't i don't remember what we were losing but maybe were we losing by like six runs in the ninth six or seven i think yeah yeah something like, something like that so that was definitely memorable and also um there's a game uh, we were playing against the mets and I want to say there's a long rain delay. And every time Lucas Duda went up to bat, I would play Camptown Races. <laughs> and usually, like, you, you hear a couple people going, Duda, Duda. But for some reason, all the drunk people after, um, <laughs> after the rain delay, they got louder and louder. And, and I started really egging them on. And what I, what I would do, I have a little keyboard in front of me, but what I would do is I would go... And I would stop, and I had the whole stadium singing along <laughs> super loud. And it was, it was like people still come up to me to this day and remember the Duda game. So that I, one uh, was pretty cool. I remember when Lucas Duda was on the Mets, and I obviously remember when he was on the Braves too, but um, mm -hmm. I, I, I'd forgotten about that. Like I, I do remember going to a few Mets games. I think you played that song several times for – um when he, the Mets came to town and did it was in the lineup um but I feel like these drunk fans after the long rain delays they just become super loud you I mean you always hear it the stadium is really empty here just everyone doing little Ric Flair woos you know yeah just going crazy that's pretty annoying by the way <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I I wouldn't do that I would just you know maybe heckle some players if I was feeling 
right. in that kind of mood. But I mean, I would. Yeah, but some, you know, sometimes all the best moments come after a rain delay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember going to a game, I don't remember, this was probably 2012, 2013, against the Marlins, I believe, and at Turner Field, and there was a really long rain delay, and I was with my dad at the point, at that point, it was the only time I'd ever been to the Braves Hall of Fame and Museum at Turner Field, which back then it was, you had to pay a price of admission right. to get in there, but we had nothing better to do, there was like a two and a half hour rain delay, and um, by the time it, everything resumed, we were, it was like, 12 30 in the morning <laughs> there's nobody in the crowd um and we just we got close to the dugout and just had a great time and obviously there were a few drunk fans still there just making a bunch of racket and it was it was a lot of fun though it was a lot of fun rain delays are fun yeah i had you know i had a lot of good memories of turner field you know i've been uh let's say 2009 till was it 2016 the last year of turner field yeah um yes. so i'm almost to the point where i'm um, at a truce park for almost an equal amount of time here, but I have good memories of both stadiums, which is, which is pretty cool. And last year with COVID, you were one of the few people outside of the, you know, coaching staff and the players and all that. You're the one of the few people who's actually in the stadium. Um, yeah. You know, they wanted me to play primarily for the broadcast. They wanted the broadcast to, to sound normal. Now there were people out in the battery. So, that could hear me. So I was still playing and uh, people were asking me if I play, take me out to the ball game, even though there was, a, there was during commercial. Right. Um, but there's still people out in the battery or living in that whole battery area. So mm -hmm. I, I would still play, take me out to the ball game. Um, but I, I knew that I had to kind of um, make my sound come through on the broadcast. So I actually purposely changed up the organ sound a little bit, because um, I would listen to the game like the day afterwards to see what I could do to make it cut through. Just because, you know, I knew that um, playing for the people in the stands, there's a certain sensibility I have to have rather than playing for, for the, um, the TV station. Um, so I, I kind of, uh, you know, played for that broadcast. And people said that they were still clapping at home. So whenever I would play like one of the clapping songs, I'm like, if you're happy and you know, clap your hands, they would actually still clap at home. I, I would tweet people I'm like, are you actually doing the Adams family when I play that? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're still doing it at home. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've actually like listened to your album on Spotify or like, you know, the stadium sounds or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember doing like, you know, sending that to uh, one of the baseball coaches and we actually like used your album for our, our oh, baseball games so that was before yeah. the pandemic that was before our season got cut really short with the pandemic pandemic mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. we did we did have your album playing on the speakers in our little high school baseball stadium and <laughs> oh that's great it was uh i remember oh, I, was, um i forgot what is it called it was like the mexican hat dance i think was one yep mm -hmm. And there's like one that was a, cla a little clapping song. I forgot what it. Yeah, you, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I actually I still play a handful of college games every year. So I, I do UGA baseball as well as Auburn sometimes. And and this or this coming up season, I'm going to do Georgia Southern. I've actually been in Starkville for Mississippi State. So I know you're in Mississippi over there with your rival. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I don't got anything much against them, so. Well, there, um, the Mississippi State's baseball stadium is amazing. Oh, yeah. They, they fit at least 12,000 people in there, which I think is the biggest baseball yeah, or I believe college it's, baseball it's one stadium. of, if not the biggest college stadiums in, I think, the United States. I know that. Yeah. So I've played Pretty there before. Deal, so I know um, that other colleges use my tracks as well. So sometimes I'll go on ESPNU just to hear if they're using my tracks. I think um, the last thing I heard was um, – University of Washington women's softball was playing my tracks. <laughs> really? So you, you hear like all across the country because, you know, um, you don't really need permission from me. All you need to is just buy the tracks and, you know, it's all good because they're not they're not songs that I've written. So there's there's songs that are pretty much like those little songs are public domain, like. 
that's not something you could really copyright or it's so old that it's probably just public domain so so you, you guys you know high school games have free reign over all that stuff i mean if we got to the seventh inning or if we got to the seventh inning stretch because we normally played seventh inning games we would have to take me out to the ball game and i was that's right i was always fun and i went to a jv game as well and i went up to the press box and i was just like i'll handle it today oh, <laughs> and, cool. uh, nice and those games were there was hardly anyone in the stands but everyone absolutely loved it i played like take me out to the ball game like the fourth inning <laughs> you know what at um at women's uh softball games they do fifth inning stretches so uh softball games are seventh innings in college um they actually do have a mercy rule which is this is actually very nice so one thing, you know, people don't like this about whenever I mention it, but I would love for there to be a mercy rule in baseball. <laughs> My mercy rule would be 10 or 10 runs after the seventh inning. So you weren't a fan of the Braves scoring 29 runs? Nine runs. <laughs> I was I was there. <laughs> it was it was insane, but it's just embarrassing. After a while, like yeah, I think it was 29-6. After a while, it's like, what's the point of even playing now? It's like, <laughs> it's padding the stats. Pat, yeah, stat padding. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we just asked you about the, your favorite memory as as the organist for the Atlanta Braves. Have you ever had an embarrassing moment, like playing a the wrong song for someone or something like that? Um, no, playing the wrong song happens a lot because. Sometimes there's a pinch hitter, but I still play the song of the person who was supposed to come up. Um, so that, that never really bothers me. Um, not really embarrassing because um, I've, been at, I've been at it long enough where if I make a mistake, no one will really know that's a mistake. Yeah. So if I play a wrong note, for example, if I play, um, um, like if we're talking about Camptown Races, If I play it one time and then I fix it the next time, it's it's not really going to be that bad, you know. So um, as long as I keep on going and I don't stop um, awkwardly, you know, I could I could stop sometimes and it'd be okay. But um, I think I have enough experience to kind of overshadow those mistakes. Yeah. So you talked about <clears throat> obviously the like. Carlos Correa walk-up songs and Alex Bregman. Do you have any walk-up song um, for the opposing team that you're particularly proud of or that you thought was, like, really awesome? Just really it was clever. actually earlier, yeah, earlier in my career, um, there's a guy named Michael Morse. Do you remember him? I do. He was a yeah, slugger for the oh, Phillies there for a while. Yeah, wasn't Nationals. he with the Nationals, too, maybe? Nationals. Or yeah, I believe I think so. He was with the Mariners for a bit, too. He was, he yeah. was, he, he was a bat. He bounced around. And he also, I think he had a fight with uh, Bryce Harper, too, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Um, so um, uh, you, you've got uh, this message here on the screen. Oh, is it? There's something popping up. Yeah. Um, so um, for Michael Morse, I would choose, um, actually, I would play Morse code for SOS. So if you know the SOS Morse code, I believe it's this. <laughs> So I would just actually play Morse code on the keyboard. Really? Um, and um, I thought that was pretty clever. And I, I figured out how to do O-U-T in Morse code, which um, I'd have to look it up now. But um, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not sure if I would have ever gotten that one. Immediately, like, if I don't understand something, like, I always, like, try to, like, play along, which is, like, you know, because obviously if I was hearing, like, you know, Cashmere Led Zeppelin, let's say that, whatever. And for some reason, I just couldn't think of that song yeah. in my head. I, I remember you played that for Jonathan India, Cashmere. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's right. Yeah. And, um, and for some reason, like, I couldn't remember the name of that song. I would just go straight to your Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's always uh, my go-to. Yeah. Well, what I would do is I would post the initial song that I would play. Um, so for those people who don't want to guess, then they get my initial walk-up song. But most batters get at least four to five at-bats per game. So I usually change it up. By the third at-bat, it's usually changed up. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where I don't announce it. I, I, I let my Twitter fans kind of guess those. But the initial ones I do kind of, um, you know, I, I, I put out the spoiler first for those who don't want to uh, guess what the song is. Yeah, I know my, me and my dad, whenever we go to games, we're always trying to, he, he's always trying to figure out, he's like, now what did this one mean? And he's, we're always like going back and forth. Like, he's like, what, what, why did he play that or what, whatever? And we banter back and forth about it. So, and he's like, some of them are bits, a bit of reaches. He's like, I don't even know who some of the stuff he says sometimes. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but banter back and forth at each other. So it's fun. Yeah. Some of them are really stretches and a lot of them I'm doing just to, um, to do a request. So if it's a bit of a stretch, but it's close enough, then I'll, I'll still play it. Um, and a lot of times people are still requesting songs during the game. So um, sometimes those walk-up songs, um, I'm actually playing them for the first time in front of you know, 40,000 people, <laughs> which is not very easy sometimes, but it depends on what the song is. Yeah. So I always play that game too with my family like or whoever i'm with we're just like because there's always a little pun involved with a a lot of the songs and it's always just fun to figure it out so yeah sometimes it's the first name and sometimes most often it's the last name and then sometimes it was a situation that that person might have been in Uh, sometimes it's something that happened at the last time at bat or sometimes it's something that happened in the field so for example, if the outfielder um, like jumped really high to catch something, I might play Jump by Van Halen the next time. Um, so sometimes the pun is directly related to what's happening on the field. Or sometimes if, the, if he dropped a ball or something, then I might play Oops, I Did It Again or something like that. Just, um, but you have to really remember who that player was and what happened earlier in the game. But those are always fun. Whenever I could relate it to something that just happened in the field, those are really fun. So now we're just kind of going to move into like more like fun questions, like maybe not necessarily. I mean, these are still fun questions, but like more like random questions. Um, so wh- like what is your favorite place to travel to? Favorite travel um, destination? I love California. So I know, I know we played the, the Dodgers, <laughs> um, but I, I love Los Angeles. I was in the Los Angeles um, um, right before the pandemic. I actually recorded a, an album there. Um, and I just love going to, I went to Griffith Observatory, which is the, the famous place where you can see the Hollywood sign. You can see all of downtown. Um, and I went to the beaches over there, Huntington Beach, which is kind of surf city and um, even before that, I've been to San Francisco and San Diego and um, the San Jose area, Monterey, California. So I always love going to the West Coast whenever I can. I, I love San Francisco, too. I mean, I've never been to L.A., but I've been to San Francisco before. Fantastic city. There's so much yeah. to do there. I love San Francisco. It's a it's a pretty area. I, I've, I've actually been to AT&T Park or I guess Oracle now, but awesome awesome view awesome park i love it out there yeah actually i went to i went to a giants game um actually i was on my honeymoon this is before i got the braves job but we went to a giants game over there they were playing the mets and that that stadium is is so awesome they have the they call it mccovey cove out there in the water and um you know seeing just san francisco with the golden gate bridge and we went to alcatraz my wife and i and we went to the Haight ashbury area so yeah, yeah, I love California. So would you say that's your favorite ballpark outside of uh, Truist? Would it be Oracle or in San Francisco, or would it be someplace else? Well, I grew up in Chicago, so I'd have to say Wrigley. Uh, Wrigley. So I grew up a Cubs Friendly fan. Friendly confines. Uh, yeah, and, um, I was actually at Wrigley the first, not the first game, but the first season, they, they actually turned on the lights at Wrigley. Really? So before... Um, I would say the 1987 or so. Before that, it was all day games. They could not do night games. Um, so they installed the lights, and um, um, it was just it's just a really unique stadium. And it 
you know, it's hard to describe the feeling of the stadium until you've been there. Like, if you if you go there, you're in the middle of a a neighborhood, which is it's just kind of crazy. It's like like the stadium kind of comes out of nowhere. Like once you turn on the, the certain street, Addison Street. Um, so I would have to say Wrigley, just because I grew up there. So, so I assume you grew up a Cubs fan then, right? I did, yeah. And uh, I'm a Rays fan now. But you know, <laughs> your your um your home team is or your hometown team is always kind of your team. Oh yeah, you grew up, of course. So you're from Chicago. Do you have any <clears throat> specific favorite dish or favorite restaurant in Chicago that you specifically go to if you're ever there? Well, people outside of Chicago don't know what it is, but do you guys know what an Italian beef is? I think so, or I know the name. So it's kind of like a a, a Philly cheesesteak. It's kind of like Chicago's version of the Philly cheesesteak. It's called Italian beef, and there's a place in Chicago, a chain called Portillo's. So if you're oh, ever yeah. in Chicago, go to Portillo's. Now there's there's other beef places that I think are even better. But the one that everyone knows of is Portillo's. And um, it's something that not every city has. Uh, here in Atlanta, there's one place that I go to that has a really good beef. But um, it's it's pretty much like a cheesesteak. It's, it's a little bit thin, thinner slices of beef. And um, you actually get the bread dipped in the juice. <laughs> so it's um, a lot of Southerners don't understand dipping bread in, in kind of the juice or au jus. <laughs> so do you have a favorite restaurant in atlanta oh um there's a place actually uh not because it has my name in there but it's a place called matthew's cafeteria that's um, here uh kind of nearby in tucker uh georgia um, i live in lilburn which is a little bit outside of atlanta um, so i like matthew's cafeteria um there's also a wonderful mexican restaurant called tucaria los hermanos and there's actually um, five of those around. So I think I've been to one before. Yeah. So there's one in Lilburn. There's one in Tucker. There's one in Swanee, I want to say. There's one in Lawrenceville. But Taqueria Los Hermanos is uh, definitely one of the best Mex- Mexican restaurants that I've been, or ever been to. I'm pretty sure I've been to that Swanee location, I think. There might be in the Johns Creek side. I'm not sure. But I'm pretty yeah. sure I've been there before. It's very mm-hmm. good. Very, very good. Very good. Yeah. I'll need to try it out. Haven't been, to, been there before. Um, so let's see, I assume since you're a part of the staff, um, do you have like a favorite interaction you've ever had with a player or actually, yeah. So there was, um, there's only one player who actually requested to meet me and it was, um, oh, I'm going to forget his name now. Jerry Blevins. You guys remember Jerry, Jerry Blevins? Blevins? I remember Jerry Blevins. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's actually kind of big on specialist. Social... Yeah, he's on. He's big on social media now. He's mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. out there all the time. I'm pretty sure he has a podcast of his own. As yeah, well. I'm not sure what it's called. But but... Jerry actually requested to meet me, and he was saying, uh, he was telling me that everyone in the bullpen listens to what I play. So, um, out in the bullpen at Trist Park, I guess the speakers are close enough where they could hear everything. Um, so they they all often talk about and make bets to why I'm playing a song or <laughs> what I was going to play for someone. So um, Jerry definitely takes the cake on that one. And also, I I got requested to meet um, a couple of the umps. So um, one of the umps, his name is um, oh, that's going to escape me now too. Phil Cousy. Phil Cousy. Yes, no, Phil Cousy. He's one of the longtime. Um, oh yeah, in yeah. The league. Yeah, I, remember, um, I, I, I it kind of had this like curly, like dark hair. Kind of. Yeah, and I don't know if he did. I don't think he did any of the World Series games, but he's been there for a while. And Phil um, requested to meet me, and he was saying that he even listens to it when he's up up at home plate, <laughs> and he'll <laughs> he'll often tell the person coming up to bat what I'm playing, which is which is crazy. <laughs> like that they're actually talking about me at home plate at times hey you got a fan base uh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, and which was cool was because i got to ask him questions like because as an organist i'm not supposed to play as the batter is in the batting box so once he enters the batting box but phil said that most most umps don't even care about that as long as i 
I stop when the batter is ready to go. Because a lot of times you'll see the batter go in the batter's box and then come out to his gloves, whatever, then come back in. Um, so I've always kind of skirted that, like that line between playing a little bit too long. <laughs> I'm like, and I tell my boss, well, I, I asked the ump and he said it was okay. <laughs> so it's always kind of that fine line. Like usually uh, major league baseball wants us to stop because they want to speed up the game. Yeah. They think that if I'm playing long too long, that the batter is waiting for me to stop, which I'm, I'm waiting for the batter to go. So I could stop. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's kind of an interesting topic. I, I know that, that this podcast, like we're both wanting to uh, discuss this on a future episode is the pace of play. Um, do you have anything in particular that you think would help speed up the game? Oh, um, I'm not too sure about that. I think um, I, I think having the mercy rule helps. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not um, wrong about that. But what would speed up the pace? You know, the pitching change stuff kind of helped. I think. Yeah. Um, Did they still minimum? stay with that, where you you only have a certain amount of pitches you could do, or? I think it's just the three batters. I, I think it's a, three. I, I don't know if they're are they changing it. I don't know what the the so much could happen this off season. We don't even know. <laughs> there's also yeah. There's also the pitch clock. They they still keep yeah. that in college baseball. Uh, the mm-hmm. pitch clock. I remember I mean, when I, that first came out. I mean, everybody was <laughs> like, "Why?" But now it seems to just be like it's just part of the thing. Like nobody really notices now that we're like kind of like been a few years that it's just been like mm-hmm. all right we'll get it and go so i mean they still have it at truest park just no one pays attention to it and even <laughs> if it's it's zero they're just like no one cares yeah right yeah yeah so i don't know what would really speed that up um i actually i actually don't like the um intentional walk thing where they don't throw the four balls i actually i like it when they did throw the four balls because anything could happen yeah so i've seen i've seen games where the pitcher got nervous and and threw it like a wild pitch on mm-hmm. um on an intentional walk so i, I, I specifically comes back yeah i specifically remember um i think it was miguel cabrera that um cabrera. i think well, i don't know if it was a 2-0 or whatever they were doing he used you know when they were throwing they were trying to intentionally walk him and cabrera just kind of flicked it out there and got a base hit and it, yeah everybody's standing yeah. around like well what's going on here so <laughs> i think didn't shipper do that one time too possibly I possibly shipper, yeah i mean if he did i have never seen it but i wouldn't be surprised yeah i, think I feel that, like there, there are definitely a few guys that have probably tried it That's i think cool. um changing that didn't really improve the pace of play so I think they should bring it back. <laughs> not, not much of what they're doing is speeding up the game. <laughs> I feel like it's fair. just the same. At, at the end of the day, it's going to be the same about the – I mean, every game is different, but I feel like that average, like, game pace is – is. I feel it's never change. It's about – I think it's about three and a half hours now. Yeah, something around Close there. That. Yeah. Um, college think... is – you know, college is about three hours, I think. Usually yeah. my college games are – shorter so um i don't know what they're doing it's, it's all about the pitching i guess mm-hmm. yeah you know, i think it's the just pitching is bad i think it's just you know a matter of you know developing these young pitchers to throw more strikes you know because mm-hmm. we're seeing guys get to o2 and then they're walking people you know yeah that's not helping much either i think that's that's my solution but i think that um a lot of times you'll see those pitchers going to like the wristband and like, yeah. and then in their hat, they'll have a, um, they'll have their plays or whatever. I think that slows down the game a little bit. It, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Catchers have the same thing, but that's more like, you know, translating the signs from the dugout and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the final thing that we're really going to do it. And uh, so you started playing the Oregon for the Braves and you said about. Oh, 2009. 2009. I think you Never mind. 2009. Um, so before 2009, there were a lot of fantastic players that maybe you weren't able to perform, perform a walk-up song for. 
So mm-hmm. we're just going to name a couple players and we'll see like what you would have played if they had oh, been. Oh, sure. Connected. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this would be pretty fun. What would you have played for Hank Aaron? Hammer. So there's got to be, there's a song called If I Had a Hammer. Um, there's also um, Hammer to Fall by Queen. So any song with the, the word hammer. I like it. Um, so we'll do a cub. We'll do Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub. Banks. Ernie. Uh, Ernie would be easier. That's um, Rubber Ducky from Sesame Street for Burton. Ah. Ernie. <laughs> Anything Sesame Street. There we go. I was thinking that. Dude, he I knows these. That. He just rap. He's like, yeah, I know that. I know that. <laughs> well, because if, if I, I, I think I've had an Ernie before. And oh, really? There must have been an Ernie somewhere. So I remember that one. Surely there is. Or maybe just another Sesame Street character. Yeah, Bert. <laughs> That's maybe another Bert. Bert. Yeah. Um, that would have answered my question for like Bert Blylevin or something like that. Yeah. That's there cool. you go. <laughs> um, Stu, Luke, you got one? Um, give me a second. Let me think of one. Think of like an impossible one. I want to stump you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Terry Pendleton, third base coach, or I guess he's, well, I don't know what he's now, first base? Or I don't, where, where is Terry yeah. at now? I don't know. Terry, Pen- Terry Pendleton. Well, well, he wasn't with the Braves this year. No. It was, um, and where, where is he now? He was first base for a while. He was, I, I know. I, he, he might was, be a bench coach, or not, he's he? not a bench coach, but he might be like an assistant coach. At, yeah. Because Walt Weiss is a bench coach. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Terry Pendleton. I think I might go. It's pretty obscure, but there was a guy named Terry Kapp who played in a band called Chicago. So I would probably go after the, the name Terry. Yeah. Um, TP, he's sometimes known as TP, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I could go. Is there any good toilet paper songs or? <laughs> <laughs> TP. If there was, I, I, probably. Probably is. There's got to be something out there. Um, Pendleton, yeah, that, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. But so I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a current player who's kind of in the news right now. AL MVP Shohei Otani. What would you play for? Yeah, Shohei? you know we haven't seen him yet. Otani, Shohei, <laughs> Shohei. Oh, I think I, I think I have a good idea. Something from the Greatest Showman, maybe for Shohei. Um. I would have a request for Shohei. Yeah, what would that so you know, be? So you know MLB The Show? Just play like the theme for that. There I think. you go. That would be, yeah. that would be a good one, I think. Yeah, that could be a good yeah. one. That, that oh, was just kind of – that just kind of came up for me. Yeah. I, I think they're kind are of we, the – Are we playing the Angels next year? Do we are. I, I we believe are. so. I think the first time in I don't even know how long. Like seven years. Seven years. It's been a long time. First time in yeah, truth. Sometimes I'll go. Um, I'll go with someone's number as well. Do you know what number he is? Um, seventeen, I think. Seventeen. Oh, that's, that's easy then. Edge of seventeen. Oh, by, seventeen. Um, Stephen uh, Nicks. Yeah, Stephen Nicks. Yeah. It's a pretty good story behind that song too. With uh, I think Tom Petty's wife. I think like was like having a conversation with Stevie. I, I remember like seeing finding this out recently. And uh, misheard like age of 17 for edge of 17. And that's how the song started. Oh, cool. I know that they recorded together. Um, Stop Dragging Jack My Heart Away. Around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a really good one. My brother is a huge Tom Petty fan. So oh, cool. Um, so this is kind of fun. Um, so if, if you wiggle your mouse around, you can probably see our names. Oh, there you go. What would you play for us? <laughs> well, Luke is Luke is easy. Any Star Wars for Luke. Let's go. There you go. Um, there we so go. know. Um, and I've done that before. Of course, uh, Luke Jackson uh, uses the oh, Star yeah. Wars thing. Love Luke. Um, waters love Luke. would be Waters would be pretty easy. There's a song called "Wade in the Water." I like it. I love like any, any David Bowie song. I was thinking like Pink Floyd with like Roger Waters, but oh, that even, was another, even that's another thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and maybe we'll, we'll have Drew Waters coming up as well, yeah. potentially soon. So, I mean, I know yeah. you don't really play for you know our players too often, but sometimes I'll stick it like so for um, Ian Anderson. Sometimes I'll stick in some Jethro Tull because the <laughs> Jethro Tull singer is Ian Anderson. So sometimes I'll throw that in for foul ball if he's up at bat. So sometimes <laughs> I sneak it in and like without being obvious about it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, he he knows he's he's ready. Like when you ask him that question, he he's ready for these questions. I love it. <laughs> Got that that quick witty, ready to go. So I love it. Well, I think we've covered basically everything. Uh, once again, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, yeah, we really we really truly appreciate, appreciate you. Yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, it was uh, my pleasure, and um, hopefully the Braves could keep it going next year. Let's repeat. Let's do it. Let's do it all over again. Three, four. (laughs) I wouldn't mind it. it. We'll we'll get the parade right one of these years. (laughs) Oh, oh, actually, uh, do you get a ring? I don't know. We'll have to. I guess. Don't teams usually get the ring at the beginning of the next year? I believe so. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So. I have no clue. We need to put in a request for Matthew Kaminsky to get a ring. Uh, I would love to have it. That would be great. <laughs> and there's also yeah. a bit of a feud between you and uh, the Twitter people, not giving you, <laughs> not getting you verified. I saw that. I saw it's that. Funny, on Twitter. Uh, Blooper keeps on making fun of me. He's a <laughs> he's a character, and he has he's been verified. Blooper uh, on social media is relentless. I I, I've got 24,000 followers and I can't get verified. <laughs> <laughs> We're pulling for you, but we promise. <laughs> I think it's funny. To me, it's funnier that they don't verify me so that I, I could keep on trying and keep on posting why they're not verifying <laughs> me every time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So once again, thank you so much for coming on. We truly, truly appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And take care. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome. Shout out to Matthew. Yeah. Thank that you. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that. I know. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well as I said at the beginning of the podcast. Um, That was a lot of fun. How, uh, that was an absolute blast. Once again, that was, what, our fifth guest on the show so far, I think? Um, had Jordan, yeah. Tyler. We got Henry on the podcast. My uh, My good friend, Henry. The freeze, and then now I'm Matthew Kaminsky. Let's go. And also, want to show, um, put out if you heard me coughing, um, early <laughs> podcast, I apologize. I just thought the episode good. for that. <laughs> if you did hear that, I don't know how well I went through the audio, but if you did hear that, I apologize. So, he got a glass of water and he's a lot better now. I just yes. gotta, I mean, sometimes it's this time of year, it's the, it's the weather, you know, it's it 70 is. degrees one day and then it's 40 degrees the next. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. It's a, that's not helping either. So <laughs> I apologize on behalf of the Talking Race podcast, <laughs> but he is completely fine. He I'm just good. had a little tickle in his throat. Good guess. Which is understandable. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I kind of have a tickle in my throat too. I'm not coughing yet. I mean, that, I, yeah. I had to rake were. some rake and bag up some leaves yesterday, helped out my brother with that, put some Christmas lights. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. Fantastic. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be recording before then, but if we don't, if we don't, I uh, hope everyone has a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, and stay safe with Black Friday shopping. That's very exciting. Yes, be, be careful. Obviously, <laughs> last year was a little different because of COVID and everything, but I feel like now it's going to be back in full swing. So be safe. Don't don't get hurt out there. I know how crazy Black Friday shoppers can get. So you know, you know what else is stupid. What is Liberty, Liberty Media. Media? DFA Liberty, DFA Liberty Media. <laughs> Man, I, I, we we gotta do it every episode. We did it again. Got to. We have to. I mean, we couldn't do it earlier because we were getting ready for uh, Matthew to come on. So we're gonna do it now. So you should ask Matthew what his thoughts on Liberty Media are. <laughs> Probably negative. <laughs>
But we, we didn't really talk too much about individual players too much, like his yeah. thoughts on this season. I, I would kind of, if we had a little bit more time, we would ask a little bit more about, you know, was like, you know, being a part of this World Series run, um, stuff like that. Also, I wanted to talk to him about, you know, I think he performed the national anthem. I don't know if it was a World Series game or NLCS. I cannot remember, but um, he did have a national anthem with a flyover and all that stuff, which is, which he said it was like a thrill of a lifetime. I yeah. meant to ask him about that, but didn't write it down. And it's just like, I'll ask him in a second. And then I never got to it. So I forgot. To. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I, 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 it was still a blast. I, I mean, I figured out what he would play for me if I was a visiting player. I uh, found out what he would play for you. I think of Star Wars. Yeah, uh, that, that I'm. I kind of came up with that on the fly. Um, I liked it. It was it was fun. That was fun. We're sorry if we didn't name your favorite former player. Yeah, but. we apologize. <laughs> hey, Terry Pendleton won an MVP. I, I kind of put him on the spot MVP? there. Yeah, that, that was a hard one. That was a very hard one. I mean, it's such a base. It's kind of a basic name, Terry Pendleton. Like, it's kind of a normal-ish name, but it's kind of hard to really, yeah, you know, come up with a you know, some kind of like punny thing. I thought Shohei Otani was going to be kind of tough, Um, and he was. I mean, he thought about both of them for a good bit. He was very, he's very quick with it. So. He was very quick with that. He was very. He had a lot of it. He's good. Hey, he's been doing it. He's been doing it for twelve, twelve years. So he knows his stuff. He definitely knows his stuff. Uh, and once again, thank you to Matthew for yeah. coming on the podcast. So um, I think next episode we'll catch up on, you know, the Braves' recent moves. We did sign Manny Pena. We traded for Jay Jackson today from the Giants. Um, and there's some other moves around the league. And, stuff, other but, stuff, so. and we haven't even talked about awards and all that either. So yeah. we'll be talking about that stuff probably – Maybe this weekend, um, but yeah, we'll um, catch up. We'll catch up. Um, we might record a bit earlier than that, but I don't think we'll we'll be recording between now and Thanksgiving. Just kind of yeah. catching our breath a bit. We should um, record on Thanksgiving. Uh, let's record <laughs> in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner. You're like, hey, You're hold like, up, guys! I gotta go do something real quick. Just you know, you, we start cutting up the turkey, and then we just leave, and we're just like, sorry, we gotta record a podcast. <laughs> I mean, if we re-sign Freddie Freeman, like literally, while well, I make Thanksgiving dinner, we're doing like, that. Like, hey guys, I gotta go. Um, some a thing happened. <laughs> uh, could you imagine? Oh, that'd be funny. I remember the only time we really. No, I think it was twice where we had something like major happening, and we we're just like, oh, we got to record it now. One was the Trevor Bauer signing, and then the second one was Marcelo Zuna. Those were like were those the same day. Or those were like back to back days, or like something like that, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. It was like something like where we were doing homework, or I don't even remember. And then we're like, oh, we got to record. We got to record. That was a crazy day. That was mm-hmm. a wild day. I was. I remember when I found out that we were uh, we had resigned Ozuna. I remember I was uh, driving with our pirate fan friend. We were going to grab some dinner, so that was fun. It, and like he was kind of mad he was just like why is my phone blowing up and it was just you <laughs> it was just like, me it was just you just like oh my hey, we, shout, out, shout out jeff if you're listening to the pod shout out to jeff he's no there's no way he's listening to this thing he's not listening to this but you know no nope. never know but if you know jeff uh, tell him to listen to the pod <laughs> i mean even though we could we could do that ourselves but he yeah. needs someone other than us to tell him so yeah <laughs> if you know jeff everybody loves jeff I love Jeff. Anyways, um, we'll talk about all the Braves' recent moves. Um, Sean Kazmar announced his retirement as well. Very sad, but what a career! What a amazing! In, I mean, I mean, you, he never gave up, and that's, hey, he got his ring. So he got, and he got a ring. So what, he got a World Series ring after like what, like. One did he get one or two at bats? I think he appeared in two uh, games. I think he got two at bats. I think he got two. Didn't record a hit this year, but hey, maybe one day. Maybe in the maybe in the softball uh, men's league. I'm joining that league. I'm joining that league as well. <laughs> he should just join his team. 
just destroying Sean Kazmar. <laughs> uh, fantastic guy. Uh, I've talked to him a few times in the past, and it just uh, couldn't be a better person. So, oh yeah, congratulations to Sean Kazmar and shout his out, family. Um, shout out to Sean. Um, Gwinnett better retire his number. Hey, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Go Gwinnett Striper's Twitter is very active, so we'll need a. I'll need to hop on that on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. So follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. 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 Follow are, us on, are you posting over there? Are you? Are you still? I am. I am posting TikTok? over there. I'm, I'm trying. Good. I'm trying to get a little bit more active. Haven't been. Hasn't really been. It's kind of been dead so far. But I'm gonna be. Hopefully. When the off season gets um a little bit more, you know, there's it's it's pretty, you know, it's been pretty steady. But hopefully, when the big signings happen, I'll mm-hmm. jump on there and I'll, I'll get more active. I, I promise. So we'll we'll be shooting those out more. So stay tuned. It'll be a good time. What can I say? I mean, and also, um, I think what it's twenty second. So we're about a week, a little bit more than a week away from a potential lockout. So that should be fun. Yeah. Looking DFA forward Manfred. to that. Not DFA Manfred. DFA Manfred. We need that going. That's a new. That's a new one. I, I guess we got to do both DFA of those. Manfred. I guess Bauer, we got to power for a commissioner. Or is that? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, maybe anymore. with allegations. Maybe not. But. Maybe last year. Yes. This year. Yes. N- nah. Mm, maybe not. Anyways. Hey, Matthew Kaminsky for commissioner. Matthew Kaminsky for commissioner. Let's make it happen. He's got my vote, even though I don't have the vote. We don't have votes. We don't have votes. We should have votes. You should. We'd vote for Kaminsky. I'd vote for Kaminsky. We'll, we'll vote for you, Matthew Kaminsky, if you ever decide to run for commission. I don't even know how that stuff works. How do they decide commissioners? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> but uh, out of anyone they could have picked, they picked Rob Manfred. Rob, I don't understand. Nobody does. But um, no. Hopefully the CBA and and Manfred get it worked out, or maybe they will. Manfred just gets. Maybe they and we'll never have baseball ever again, and we'll just be the last World Series champs ever. Hey, I mean, the longer if this thing persists quite a bit, and the season is delayed, the longer the season is delayed the longer the Braves will be reigning champions. So if it, were to, if, if it has to happen one year, it might as well be this year, right? Yeah. Longer time being – longer time, you know, also, salivating got the, the – got the sweatshirt finally. I, I don't have the sweatshirt yet. Well, you I have, have the send it. it. You have the send I have it. the send it shirt right now. <laughs> I, um, I have my shirt. It's downstairs. I, I will wear it next episode. So yes, I, have I, have, I have a T-shirt. This is not it. Or well, I guess – I guess this part isn't going on YouTube, um, but yeah. If speaking of YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube to, channel. Get us to five hundred. Get Half, us to five hundred. Halfway to a mil. Halfway Let's to go. a million. Let's go. Um, but yeah, I have I have another shirt for this. I got a little winter hat, and then I got a cap that will be uh, to my house in Atlanta in about a week and a half. So looking for looking forward to that. There we go. So, um, should should be fun. Also, um, if you're listening to this within 24 hours of it being uh, of this episode being uploaded, uh, go enter the giveaway uh, on my Braves News 101 account. Foco is giving away a World Series um, merch giveaway, and you can win a lot of good stuff. You got Christmas ornaments, you got winter scarves, you got. Uh, a, a little gym bag, a little drawstring bag, um, a lot of other good stuff. Um, go to that giveaway. Uh, winner will be announced on Wednesday. We're currently recording this on a Monday. So, yep. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. So, anyways, I, I think we've hit basically everything. Uh, once again, uh, I know there have been other Braves news, uh, that kind of stuff that – and also, like, we got Angels making some big moves recently as well. We'll get into all that um, in the next episode. And whatever happens between now and whenever next time we record, we'll obviously talk about that then as well. Um, it's just good to have a special guest. So shout out to all five of our guests who've come on the podcast. Um, yep. means a lot. 
means a lot. Means a lot. So I think we've basically hit everything. So um, be sure to follow us on all socials. Email us. Um, leave us a good review if you like this episode. Uh, go leave a good review on iTunes. Yep. And um, follow us on all social medias. I think, I mean, I hope I'm not missing anything, but literally everything is in the description. If, yep. If you're interested. So until next time. Oh, wait, I don't even know what to play. What am I going to play? <laughs> ending the episode on. Um, I don't know. We'll uh, end on Matthew. I mean, well, obviously, we'll have to end on something with Matthew. Something yeah, from his album, one of his songs. Um, uh, we could, we could literally do anything. Take me out to the ball game. We could. Let's do it. Let's just do that. So until next time. Actually, wait. I don't even think my audio settings are set right. Oh, it is. Okay, good. So until next time, I'm David Waters. And I'm Luke Harden. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you all in episode 44 for Hank. For Hank. In the next episode. See you guys then. Peace, guys.